All right, I just typed three beautiful numbers. Two, five, five zero. zero. This is it. Episode 250. 250. You know, that was that part of God's plan that I would have to leave after 250? I don't... I don't I don't think God had that in the world. I mean, maybe. I'm not underestimating God. Okay. By you, any you, means. You better not. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast, the final 23 minutes with Michael and Father Herb. Ooh, that hurts to say. That that sounds so final. It I've, does. I've told a few people that I'm retiring. I'm not dying. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And maybe I'll come back as a guest once every five years. I think that would that would be good. That would be wonderful. By the way, 250, and we always took a little break during the summer. Yeah. So it is over five years. Yeah, it's been definitely over five years of podcasting. Wow. Yeah, isn't that great? I wonder if there's anybody who listened to us all of those sessions. I, I know I know you haven't. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's this is great. And just because I know people are wondering, in case they missed a previous episode, will the podcast continue? And the answer is? We don't know. <laughs> but that is, a, I think, a genuine answer because it, just in transitions with pastors, you know, Father Jeff is still taking care of his current parish in Huron. Uh, so he and I, we've met for lunch once and just chatted here and there, but we haven't really talked about serious things like the podcast yet. However, uh, we're going to take the month of July off and then we'll see uh, what comes in August. But, oh, but that is not the discount. Now the final 21 minutes we have with Father Herb. 21 minutes. And what can I say? And counting. I was going to say that people have been asking me if I have my final homily prepared. Oh, yeah. That's bigger than the final podcast. I don't take offense to that. And you know what? Do you? No. You don't have it. I don't have it prepared. And I it's ha- on today's readings, the ones that we're going to be right. discussing. I have a lot of ideas. And if I use all the ideas, it will take me well into July. <laughs> so I have to refine it. But it's also reminiscent of the very first homily on August 21st, 2005. Yeah. Because although I'd been pastor since July 1st. It was August 21st when I had the first parish mass. I'd been helping at local parishes around town, around Toledo. Uh, but to have that first homily, I I worked on it for weeks, uh, off and on. Yeah. And then finally honed, in, honed down to what I actually said. So I'm doing the same thing with the farewell homily. Um, it you almost couldn't be a, a better gospel reading. Uh, yeah. Except maybe the crucifixion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little dark. Um, I want to say to you, thanks for coming on this podcast adventure. Did you invite me or did I invite you or how did it get started? You, so I used, I, this, you had a different podcast. I used to do another podcast. And, and everybody left town. And everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody left town. Um, I did another podcast. This was uh, it, it was just a different kind of side project that we I was working on with some friends, and you were a guest on that podcast, and you hated being recorded. I remember you said you said I don't like being recorded, and I said, well, that's silly because you, you talk in front of people all the time, and you it's said, a whole different thing, right? And I I thought, okay, well, he doesn't like being recorded, and then we just kind of left it at that. And then a couple of years later, I got this idea to do a podcast just for the parish, a way for people to connect with us, kind of a behind the scenes of what's going on in parish life, prepare for mass, get a glimpse of the readings. 
And I thought it'd be really fun if we did it and kind of gimmicky, but I love little gimmicks on 23 minutes because I hate podcasts that are too long. Oh, they do go on and on. Right. So I thought, you know, 23 minutes, that's like a drive for most people. And so I can still remember we were sitting down in room 102 and I pitched to you, hey, I want to do a podcast. It would just be the two of us talking about scripture readings. And I, I thought you weren't going to go for it. And you, to my pleasant surprise, said yes. That's because I had 23 extra minutes per week that was not already accounted for. Well, and that was really at the root of it. I thought, I just want more time with Father Herb. Right. Uh, and so we recorded the first one. I don't even know when. It would have been Lent of that year, whatever that year was. It was it in Lent? I think we started in Lent. Let me look. Hold on. So I have them. I have them. They're prob- on. Probably 2017, 20. I don't know. Twenty, Yeah, 23 podcast, session one. Oh, this is showing when I uploaded it. It's not showing when it was made. When, when This would be fun to play in here. When was it uploaded? Uh, it was uploaded in September of 2017. All right, here. I'm going to... I'm gonna. Oh, is this the opening right now? It's starting a, all over again. Yeah, I'm going to dub this in, so they can't hear it right now, but I will put this oh, in. Oh, you will put this in. So this is... Let's fast forward. Here's our very... Oh, here we go. Hold on. Just... Here it is. Oh, wait. Hello, St. Here's John, the, the moment. 23rd parishioners. Welcome to the first episode of the 23 podcast. My name is Michael Puppis. I'm the music director here at St. John the 23rd, and I am joined by our fearless leader, Father Herb Weber, pastor. Hi, Father. That's me. Hey, how you doing, Michael? I'm good. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a wonderful day. I th- I, of course, I say that every day. That's true. You do. You're a, always a glass half full kind of guy. Well, actually, about three-fourths full. <laughs> hey, we are so excited to begin this new adventure. Uh, I pitched this to Father Herb literally just a week ago that I wanted to start a podcast here at the parish that would give parishioners an opportunity just to dive into the Sunday scripture readings what I said. Uh, before they get to Sunday Mass in 23 minutes or less. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, each week we're going to get together, and on Thursdays you're going to hear a brand new episode, uh, myself and Father Herb just diving into that's the scripture fun. readings for Mass. Uh, 23 minutes and, uh, we or less. we will do yeah. it in 23 okay. minutes each Let's and every do the time. Let's do less. <laughs> can't go back. It can't go back. Okay. That's fun. I think we sound pretty much the same. You sounded five years younger. Did I? Yeah. You 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 sounded ten years younger. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I think you you said that this was to be the work the behind the scenes workings of the parish as well as the scripture readings. And I think sometimes people wondered about the behind the scenes, and they just couldn't wait till we got to the scriptures. <laughs> sometimes. I don't know that they tuned in for the scriptures. Maybe they just wanted the behind the scenes. Sure. Maybe what's the real story? What's really going on? Right. Well, whatever it's been, why ever, whatever possessed you to start listening to the 23 podcast, thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, we it, hope it's been enriching for uh, your Sunday Mass experience and your connection to the larger parish. And with that, may I read the gospel that I will read this coming Sunday? Please. I have all the masses, by the way. Oh, great. I, w- I will be preaching at all of the masses. I'll be crying at all of the masses. You know, I probably will be. This is June 25th, 26, 2022. We are in the Gospel of Luke. This is the year of Luke. And it's the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Lucky number 13. They should have skipped over that one. Chapter 9. 
when the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled. He resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. And he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury the dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lots of little statements there, but let me give you the context. This is chapter 9 of Luke's Gospel. Mm -hmm. The first part, I'm not talking about the infancy narrative, which is chapters 1 and 2. But starting with chapter 3, the adult ministry of Jesus, the whole first part is in Galilee. And then Jesus has this journey to Jerusalem. Now, a lot happens on the journey. So that takes up a major section of Luke's gospel. Mm -hmm. And Galilee is in the north. Jerusalem's in the south. To get from one to the other, you go through Samaria, the Samaritan town. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes Jews felt so unwelcome in Samaria or they had such disdain for the Samaritans that they would not bother to even go through Samaria. They would walk over just south of the Sea of Galilee, cross the Jordan River Mm -hmm. and go south there and then come back again once they were past Samaria. There was just a a lot of enmity between those two uh, ethnic groups. And the key word too is... The walk, right? It's not like, oh, I don't feel like going through the city. I'll take 475 yeah, take, and go around. Take, take the bypass, right. exactly. So they came into the Samaritan town, and because they were on their way to Jerusalem, they would not be well-received. Now, I think it's a little heavy-handed of James and John. There's, they're is, still learning. This is one of my favorite lines in all of Scripture. Yeah, Lord... Please, please, Lord, can we just call down fire from heaven to consume them? I feel like at times <laughs> like, I was James and John to that, you. That's over. <laughs> that's overreacting. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's such a great line. We should have just stopped it there. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. And Jesus rebuked them. They clearly don't get it. No, but they're such immature little boys that it. I just love this line so I, much. I, I want there's my. Hope. I want my way, or I will tear it down. It just there's hope for all of us. Yeah, even in James and John. And then we got somebody who comes along. We should have sang "Calling on Fire." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Keep going. Oh, that'd be great. As they're proceeding on the journey, someone we don't know who this is. Someone says, uh, "I will follow you wherever you go." Wow, I will follow you wherever you go. That is a, again, a one sentence. Yeah. You could just end it there. 
And Jesus says, it's not that easy. Where do you think I'm going? I don't have a place to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm, one part of me is tempted to preach on this. You know, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. I, you know, there's no place for me anymore. I, I, my house is being taken over by the well, new, new pastor. You know, we have this nice little nest right outside the window here. <laughs> Just one window down from my office. Uh, the, the robins have left. The robins have left. You can have it. Oh, for a fee. You. For <laughs> a fee. Well, I, I do want people to know I do have a house. Yes. I'm not homeless. It's very nice. I, you've, I've already been fortunate enough to be there. You have seen it with semi. Well, I guess I had moved in, but I certainly you, have I not, saw your furniture. I, I have not unpacked. Well, let's try. Let's tell the real reason you needed help. getting. I your needed help working. to get the Internet working. And so I called on my own personal uh, internet guru and it's it's still working sort of i'm gonna fi- i'm it's almost done uh, it's a work in progress off the air michael promised that he would get the the tv working yeah believe it or not i can live without a tv for a week or two that's that's very good i, I tv is so overrated oh yeah but i i can play music and i do play music yeah and uh, sometimes i just have quiet that's a novel idea. I, I love that. But and anyway, you, so the a good reader. So the the yeah the foxes have dens, and the birds of the air, the birds of the sky have nests. Okay, then follow me, and then they come up with excuses. Okay, I'll follow you, but <laughs> right, let me go first and bury my father, which is not a small thing. No, and even there he says, "Well, wait a minute, don't don't let that just become an excuse, right? Or I will follow you." But I need to say farewell to my family at home. Yeah. Now, I honestly, because I looked at these scripture readings a month ago as I was picking music for the summer. I I did these last one, two, three, four, five lines. I did not even catch as a part of your last weekend. But yeah. when we just did it, I mean, this this is beautiful. The The last line is probably the most powerful for me at this time in my life. No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus is basically saying, move on. Yeah. Move on. He's not saying, don't look back and be thankful, but he's saying, that's not where you want to put your emphasis. Move on, look ahead, look forward and not backwards. That's why we have a big windshield to look where you're going and only the small uh, rearview mirror to see where you've been. Yeah. That's hard, though. That's incredibly hard to, you know, it's what's behind is we know it. It's comfortable. It is um, a for sure thing because it already happened. You know, as I've been reflecting on this, and I've had lots of time to reflect, I, I officially made my decision with the bishop last September to retire this year. And I've had plenty of time to think about it. I know it's the right time, and it is the right move. There's no question about that. I'm okay with that. I've also realized that um, these 17 years here, or or 48 years of active ministry, you can look at that too, Mm -hmm. have just been filled with so many surprises from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, So I have every reason to believe that the future is also going to be filled with surprises. I don't know yet 
what's in store. Well, you you had written in the bulletin a couple of weeks ago about how leaving being pastor in Bowling Green at St. Thomas More was so incredibly hard for you. Yeah, that was hard. That was I've only been pastor as head pastor. You know, I've been ordained 48 years, but pastor for 38 years. And the first one was uh, uh, 10 years with the college students. And I knew that it was okay to move on. I, I had gone through the right discernment. But the truth is, I also felt I did not want to leave yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I still had more to give in that ministry. The second time I moved on, I felt like I had gone as far as I could go. Again, I'd given everything I had, but it was like, that's a, that's it. Yeah. This time, as I'm leaving this parish, I think I'm feeling this sort of the same thing, that these years have been so full of blessings and so many good things, but I really believe it's time uh, that, and I do, I will miss the, the personal contact. I will miss the, the family that, is my family, and mm-hmm. I, I, I will see people. It's not like I'm over the hill, and I'm just in Bowling Green. Um, there's no hills to be over. There's no here. hills, <laughs> even though I'm living in a place called that's called Ashbury Hills. <laughs> but, but what what I also feel though is the parish it needs to be open to a new uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for somebody to come in, maybe with a, a different energy a different skill set, maybe uh, new possibilities. And I know transitions are hard. I'm the longest tenured pastor in the diocese. Mm. In other words, I've been here longer than any other parish has uh, has had their pastor at one long fell swoop of 17 years. Sure. Plus being the founder of the parish. So it's it's kind of a combination. So I know it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, I will probably sit back and I don't think I'll cry uh, tears of, um, I will cry. That's me. Yeah, I will cry, but it's going to be more almost just a joy in the sense that I feel like I've been blessed. Mm. This has been extraordinary time, way above and beyond anything I could have expected. We have all been blessed. You know, the, as I've thought about this, it's, it's a, good reminder that we are part of larger church yeah right that it felt so insulated at times especially at the beginning that we were starting this new church and we didn't know the direction that god was going to take it and we were we were little personal uh extremely friendly we were filled with all kinds of possibilities during the intervening years, we're not little little anymore. Mm-hmm. I hope we're still personal. I think some people probably, if I have regrets, I, my regret is not that I have failed so much as there wasn't enough of me to go around. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've seen people come and go, and some people, who knows uh, what their level of connection is right now. Sure. And part of that is COVID. I think... The COVID experience has been harsher than most people want to realize, yeah. certainly on the Catholic Church, because we are such a church of presence. And people 
cannot get the same thing. It's right. not the same. Uh, we're not just a, a liturgy of the word church. Right. I uh, I think it's a, a good reminder, though, too, back at the, in the scripture reading that, you know, the very last line, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. That, yes, we are looking forward, but we are also constantly looking towards something bigger than ourselves. That even what has been built here as church, as community at John the 23rd, or as part of our diocese of Toledo or whatever it is, or the Catholic church is still all at the service of building the kingdom of God. I remember the, the controversy a couple of years ago about the question of tearing down the old St. Anthony church on Nebraska in Toledo. Yeah. And it early a hundred years ago, it had a congregation of 7,000 and it was huge. It was huge. And a great, grand church, great crowd, wonderful people. And by the time they closed it, it was, what, 30 people or 40 people attending at best. Yeah. And so they did have to close it. And then the building itself was falling into disrepair. And it's a reminder that the church comes and goes. Parishes are always about demographics. Mm-hmm. However, the kingdom of God goes on. So we, we have to think big. You're right. Forever. Forever. And forever is a good promise because then we don't have to worry about it coming to an end. Yeah. And we don't, we don't own the parish. We don't own the church. We don't own God's plan. Hey, thanks for sitting with me for 5,750 minutes. It just seems like 23. <laughs> Everybody, we'll see you at Mass this weekend. Uh, if you want to be a part of Father Herb's retirement celebrations, the first one is tonight in Ron Colley Hall, the day this podcast comes out that Thursday and then there's also a large picnic Sunday afternoon following the final mass and by the way they have not told me what's happening tonight oh well I guess everyone will be surprised or at least I will be alright guys take care bye bye